Gutterpunk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Friday night, 6 o'clock, it's time for the happy hour. You have a special guest host tonight. He is the host of My Limited View, recorded here at Mutiny Radio on Tuesdays. But you can find him all over the clouds and the sounds and uh, Sergio Productions. Lots of great showcases all over the city. Put your hands together right now for tonight's host, Sergio Navoa! Hi, you guys. Uh, welcome to the Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host for the evening. Um, just so we can get something out of the way. Are you guys on Instagram? Yes, right? I think everyone is. Can you do me a favor? Can you pull out your phone and follow Mutiny Radio SF? One word. This way, we'll tag you, and you'll be notified that you're being tagged, because we will know you are following us, or following Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio SF. Yes. Excellent. Cool, now that we got that out of the way. So look for yourself in there. You might be posted later on today. Boo. Hi there. Hello, come in. Are you guys comics, yes? Oh, good for you. Write your name on the list, yay. Are you already on the list? No, not ready for that yet. Oh, you're here to watch. Okay, work it out, welcome. What is your name? Gayla? Kayla, all right, Kayla, welcome. Yeah, well, you're happy either way, I'm sure. Are you a comic? Are you scoping as well? Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, had you told me seven months ago I was going to do this, I would have said you were nuts. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, so yes, you guys, welcome. You get five, uh, well, five minutes. You guys want five, right? Good. Five minutes. You'll get the light at four minutes. Um, if more people show up, maybe we'll cut it short. If not, we'll make it longer. Um, good. We'll, anything else that we need to announce? No, that's it. So let's get this started right off the bat. Our first comic. Uh, oh, shoot. I just forgot your last name already. Arjun. <laughs> well, give him a good a round of applause. Applause. I can't speak. Oh, and don't forget to donate. My name is Arjun Banerjee. Uh, okay. Not Arjun, no last name. Arjun, no last name. I, uh, I'm not Prince. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I am Prince. You know what? I take that back. I'm Prince now. Did you guys know that? Me. I'm Prince. Anyway, I, uh, I threw up all over myself in an Uber a couple days ago, and um, I had to walk home through the streets of San Francisco just covered in my own vomit, and I had never been so grateful to live in such a disgusting city where I was like the third grossest thing on the street that night. Like, people just walked right past me and they were like, what's that smell? Oh, it's other people's urine, not vomit, hell yeah. There were like four people peeing and only one person covered in vomit. That wins, dude. Okay, I, uh, I also went to the doctor a couple days ago and I learned I gained uh, 20 pounds in five months. Uh, and I know it doesn't look like it, but believe me, the scale don't lie. And uh, I... Uh, 
I was like, how did this happen? And then I remembered I was late to that doctor's appointment because I was eating a burrito and fucking got me. Anyways, this is, just sign up. Do you, what do you think you're going to, like, it's not, it's, this is what it is. Like, and this is actually, like, pretty decent. Like, I feel, like, I'm like, I'm doing okay. Like, this is the best it's going to, well, I might get slightly better. But, yeah, do it. Do comedy. It's really, being good at it, it's, like, super hard. But doing it's super easy. It's, uh. You just get up and start talking and then just keep talking until people are laughing or if not, it's an open mic. Who cares? You know, it's just do your, do your best anyway. Um, so it's cool. I like that. What else? Oh, I told my therapist that I was gaining weight and he just made fun of me for being fat. So that was, that was funny on its own. I don't know. My therapist is kind of a dick. He's been a real dick since I told him his dreams were stupid. I, uh, I, uh, see, the thing is, I owed him about $3,000 because I hadn't been paying him for quite some time. And I, uh, you know, he was trying to, he told me this sob story. He was like, you know, I bought a house, I bought a piece of property in Marin in the 90s. And I've been building it up with my own two hands. And looking at my current state of finances, I might have to sell it. So please pay me. And then I said, I'm sorry, you might have to sell your second house. And he got real pissed, but that's his job. I don't know. I don't know. He he said I was a narcissist, which means a medical professional diagnosed me as an asshole. Like that, it's crazy. That's wild. Okay, guys, everybody laugh more at my jokes. It's uh, unacceptable this level. These are all fire jokes. Well, they're all jokes, and I uh, demand better. Why aren't I high energy? I don't want to be. I'm very tired. Anyway, I uh, no. What else about my therapist did I was about to say? made fun of me for being fat i don't know you know he told me not to compare myself to others and i think i compare myself to others more than other people compare themselves to others he thought that he thought that would be funny i told him it wouldn't fucking idiot i know more than him he's got a fucking doctorate in psychology but not in anything useful oh shit i fucking got that bitch uh just kidding. I pay him $60 a week. He's got me. He's, uh, he does, he just gives me the same advice every week and then I don't listen. And it's, uh, it's great. It's a wonderful, that's a great gig. Being as like a therapist, you just tell people obvious things and then they come back to you. Like that worked, but I didn't do it. Like it's great. Who goes to therapy here? Oh, okay. I wasn't, I didn't suspect it was you. I just, this, I don't know. You're far away, and I don't have my contacts in, so. Also, these people are, are blackballing me, so. I mean, you also are, but there's less of you. There's just one. <laughs> you know, I had the best set I've ever had yesterday, and you guys are ruining that high. Like, <laughs> how dare you? It was like, it was really good. People, somebody tweeted after the sh Fuck you guys. I'm funny. I know it. I'll just, yeah. I'm going to jack off to the recording later. That's what I'm going to do. And this recording, I forgot to take. But luckily, it didn't say anything. Important. Except for, apparently, it's funny when I just say I threw up all over myself in an Uber. That's good. What was I going to say? Oh, I'm bipolar, and I'm on mood stabilizers. And you don't know how they work. They kind of just make you care about things less. It's like the life version of someone changing football to soccer. You're like... This is dumb. Why do I care? MLS? What does that even stand for? Major League Soccer? I knew that. But LA Galaxy? Or, you know the 
championship team was called Atlanta United. What a fucking dumb name. Fucking idiot. I'm fucking Bill Hicks up here. What the fuck with Atlanta? United? What? Atlanta United? More like Atlanta fart. Okay, well, see, does, what do you, does he think, is, you're not going to do worse than this, it's, 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 and even if you do, does it, like, you're not going to be able to tell, um, okay, so everybody start and quit comedy right now, one, two, three, break, okay. <laughs> Are you guys as surprised as I was to find out he needed therapy? Total shocker. Did not see that one coming. Uh, doing comedy is like being a little bipolar. One day you do a set and it's wonderful and everyone gets it. You do the exact same thing the next day, nothing. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> Our next performer, you will see him performing all over the city. Um, please give it up for Max Eddy. Keep it going for Sergio and Arjun. He needs it. This is Arjun fucking bringing in the truth bombs tonight, dude. Yeah, dude. That's what, this is what we need. We all need a stern talking to, and that's what we got. I'm not going to keep that train rolling, though. I have things to say, okay? I had my first hookup of 2019, you guys. It was pretty cool. Go. There we go. Uh, it was cool. Uh, he, he was trying to act cool, like, afterwards, uh, I was also I'm bi by the way it's I'm not I'm not gay I don't want you just thinking oh it's just another fucking gay guy I'm bi it's different okay it's what if I was bi and I just hated gays like that would be very confusing right hey you gotta like pussy a little like that's hell yeah Cole fucking likes pussy a little there we go just a little baby just a little dude just a little not too much yeah that's one big problem in the, this day and age is liking pussy too much like uh, it's not a by any means necessary thing, you know what I'm saying? It's not at all costs. Man, I'm fucking, I am continuing the truth, dude. That's, fuck yeah, make it happen. No, the, this dude though, like when we finished, uh, he, uh, he landed one of these on me. He's like, uh, uh, you know, um, if you want, you can totally crash here. Like, it's fine with me. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm not trying to wake up on your futon, dude. Man. I'm trying to go home and wake up on my futon. Okay, that's it's different. It's a bed and a couch. Woo, two for one. Um, it's amazing. It's San Francisco. If you have a real bed, fuck you. Um, that's how I feel. Uh, but uh, no, he. I said I started calling my Uber though, and he uh, he fucking gets me with this. He puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, uh, "Okay, uh, make sure you text me when you get home. Okay, so I know you're safe." I was like. Uh, how the fuck are you gonna save me? Okay, you have all you have is my grinder name, dude. Like, you're gonna report that to the authorities? Like, I need to report a missing person. Uh, what's their name? Uh, Gay Conan sixty nine. Click. <laughs> Done. I'm dead. It's okay. <laughs> I'll die in a trunk before I give you my first name. Like, that's people don't like that part, but it's the truth, dude. I said I was bringing the fucking truth. I don't want. I don't want that connection, dude. Yeah, it was funny though. He actually started getting like defensive when I said that too. He was like, well, I mean, I have your name, but also on the app, like it says how far away you are, like the number of miles away. So 
I was like, oh, you're going to fucking track me down, Liam Neeson? Are you serious? <laughs> you think you can find me? This dude's seen Taken 2 a couple too many times. Jesus Christ. What are you going to do? Have you, if you've watched that movie, dude, you know that he finds him and then he fights him. Uh, and I don't know if you have any of those skills, bro. Are you former CIA? You got a uh, black belt in jujitsu I don't know about? Because I didn't see a fucking gi hanging next to your Lady Gaga poster, okay? Do you guys know what a gi is? Is that... <laughs> Does it is that does that translate? It's the it's the um, formal attire for um, someone uh, chopping wood. It's it's their it's their uniform. Is uh, is the gi? It's the the white thing. Yeah, it's uh, that's fun. Um, oh, I I also uh, Sergio didn't mention any any of my credits, I, um, any of my qualifications for comedy. Um, is that I've is gonna feel braggy. I mean, it's fucking mini radio, but I was. Um, uh, the t November 2012 Employee of the Month at Panera Bread um, in Fairfield, California. My name is still on the plaque, so um, I that's not true. Uh, that's I. There wasn't a plaque. Um, do you guys fuck with Panera Bread? Do you guys snaps? Fuck yeah, dude! Hell yeah, dude! That's the appropriate response, dude. Oh, that's good. Um, now it's a uh, Panera Bread's cool. It was uh, it was fun. Um, that's where I learned what gluten was. Um, like, cause some lady came in one day asking. It was right around the peak gluten intolerance. It was uh, it was 2012. People were really really scared. It was 2012. It was a scary time, dude. The end of the world was coming. Like celiac disease was happening i guess i don't know um but yeah a lady asked me if if we had gluten-free bread and i didn't know what gluten was so i said uh, yeah all of it's gluten-free <laughs> it's all yeah no of course um and she was uh she was surprised but she believed me um because she's dumb and it's a fake disease um it's that's more truth for you guys. <laughs> okay, um, I uh, I'm gonna go call Arjun. Make sure he's okay. Bye, guys. Uh. Yes, I forgot to mention Max Eddie's been on tour. Yes. Uh, oh, Dean. Our next comic is Dean Hartley. Yes, I got it right. Thank you for that warm welcome. There go. I'm making my donation here. Yeah, might be the only applause I get. For those of you listening on the web, you know, here at Mutiny Radio Stage, they got a five-gallon jug where we can put some money to keep the station running. As, as an old guy with an enlarged prostate, I'm really glad that this jar is here. It could come in handy during my set. So, uh, is anybody besides me psyched about Martin Luther King Day? No? Anybody want to know what I'm going to do on Martin Luther King Day? Okay, I'll tell you. I'm going to spend all day in my bed sleeping, you know, so I can have a dream. <laughs> now, I have a friend who is a paraplegic. And I feel very connected to her because I'm a bicycle commuter in San Francisco, which means I pretty much consider myself a future paraplegic. 
I mean, if not that, then, you know, some Uber car is going to run me out of the bike lane. I'm going to split my skull open next to the curb. At my funeral, people are going to say, good old Dean, he died the same way he lived, with his mind in the gutter. <laughs> so I was having a drink at happy hour at a restaurant bar. I noticed that the bartender looked Asian. I asked her where her family was from. She said, Malaysia. I can remember learning in school that in Malaysia they've had ethnic affirmative action for generations. So I asked her, is your family Chinese or Malay? She said, Chinese. I said, so tell me, what do you think about those lazy, shiftless, welfare queen Malays? Her eyes got all big and she went, I pour you free drink. <laughs> My sixth grade social... <laughs> My sixth grade social studies teacher would be proud because he always used to tell us the reason you study foreign cultures and societies is so you get free drinks. <laughs> a couple days after that, I'm out riding my bicycle. I'm wearing my Belgium national team jersey. A couple of tourists come up to me. The man says, we like your shirt. We are from Belgium. I said, Belgian, huh? So is your family Flemish or Walloon? He said, we are Walloon. I said, <laughs> so tell me, what do you think about those lazy, shiftless, welfare queen malays? <laughs> he said, how dare you? My wife is malay. But then he laughed and gave me a friendly punch in the shoulder, and he said, she spends all my money, and she has not given me a blowjob in seven years. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? I had a nightmare a couple nights ago. I dreamt that I was in Detroit. That's all. That was my nightmare. <laughs> now, there's more to it than that. My nightmare had a soundtrack. There was all this loud, insipid white people music from the 1980s, you know? Toto and Sticks and Pet Shop Boys. In my nightmare, I took a look around and I realized. I was the only white person on a crowded subway car. All these black Detroit people were giving me really dirty looks. I looked down at the floor to disengage. That's when it hit me. All that loud, insipid white people music was coming out of my ghetto blaster. <laughs> yeah. For years, my doctor's been telling me that I need to do something about my drinking. So it's a new year, I made a resolution. I finally did something about it. I got a new doctor. My new doctor asked me about my digestion. I told him, my gut bacteria really loves it whenever I eat couscous, because that way they each get an individual serving. I've been thinking a lot about death lately. Not because I'm getting old, but uh, did I mention that I'm a bicycle commuter in San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, I'm prepared for death. When I die, I'm going to have my body rendered into biodiesel fuel. On my monument, it'll say, Dean Hotley, during his life, he was crude, but in the end, he was refined. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, you guys. Our next performer is having his first showcase next week. 
So if you're available on Tuesday and you want to support another comic working their butt off, be sure to check out his show in the mission. Uh, please give it up to, for Victor Trevino. How's it going? Your name is Tommy, right? Tommy is a power listener of uh, Reunity Radio. I didn't think there was anyone out there, but uh, greetings everyone on the radio. I apologize for my voice. Uh, does anybody else think I have a lisp? I can't hear it when I talk, but I feel like I sound like I still have braces. Is that not scanned with anybody? I'm looking for feedback, guys. Make fun of me when you get up here. That'd be great. I feel like I don't have the face or voice for radio. <laughs> cool. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to not talk about the fact that I got laid off this week. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I like fully deserved it, you know? <laughs> like it doesn't feel that bad to me. I feel like when my manager scheduled the appointment, I was like, or the meeting, like, I knew what was up. Like, I feel like I was, like, I, I did the math of how much, like, how many bananas I could smuggle out of the office that day. <laughs> I feel like I disappointed him. Like, he wanted to lay the news on me and, and have me, like, have a reaction. Like, no, why are you firing me? Like, you know, like, like justify why he should keep me. But I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. You probably should have figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> felt like I was running from the law and I finally got caught. Anyway, fuck my uh, job. Uh, what was I going to say about that? Um, yeah, no, I mean, it was fun while it lasted. It, what's, the actual thing that happened is, like, I work at a startup and we're not getting funding, you know, so it's like he had to lay people off. I guess he's a, he's a fan of me as a person, though, but that's because he's fucking stupid. I've not been working the whole time I've been working there, you know? I know he thinks I'm a hard worker, because, like, for uh, Christmas, he, like, gave everybody a bunch of, like, accessories for the workplace. He gave me a little wrist dress, like, that looks like a baguette. Uh, the idea being that he thought I was typing so hard that my wrist hurt. I didn't know how to convince him that, uh, or I didn't know how to break it to him that the second my wrists start to hurt from doing work is the second I get up and go take a break, you know? <laughs> Like uh, a bathroom break or something. I feel like in my head, every time I press a key, I'm like adding a minute to my lunch break. I take a lot of bathroom breaks too. Okay, this is a true story. There's a lady at my office that has a service dog. Um, and I asked her, I was like, what? Or I didn't ask her, I asked someone. I was like, why does she have a service dog at work? And they told me, I think she has Crohn's disease. Does anyone know what Crohn's disease is? It's a disease where you have to take a lot of poops, right? What's a dog doing? What is her dog doing for her? <laughs> I saw her sneak into the bathroom with the dog and I was like, what? Is he helping wipe or what? <laughs> it's actually a genius move though, if you think about it, because uh, I think she's faking it. And this does two things. You get to bring your dog to work and you get to take extra bathroom breaks, like extra long bathroom breaks. This lady is a genius. I went to go pet her dog, and she was like, you can't pet him, he's on duty. <laughs> like, the dog looked at me, he was like, dude, I'm fucking chill with it. 
you can pet me. <laughs> He's like, I think I could do my job, all due respect, and get pet at the same time. The dog's chill. She's not very nice. I never have to see her again, though. But I follow the dog on Instagram. It's true. <laughs> the dog's name is Cheech the Funk or Cheech the... It's like It has like 12,000 followers. It's a little Pomeranian. It does like this pose all the time where it sticks its tongue out. I got It's cute. I got the light. Um, <laughs> uh, I was also thinking like, uh, okay, the dog's on duty at work, right? Nine to five. It's on duty. Can't pet the dog. But when the fuck does this dog get off duty? Because it just goes home with her and continues. Like, it doesn't go home to its own home, right? Like its own dog home. It goes to her home. And it's still like watching her for her crones. Like it's still following her to the bathroom or whatever it's doing. Right? <laughs> when does this dog get off? Anyway, that's it. I'm Victor Trevino. Thanks a lot. So basically that dog has better work ethic than you do. <laughs> it works at home. It takes, oh, you're fun. It works at home, works at work. Um, our next comic, her name is Suzanne Krispopovich. Krispo <laughs> Give it up for, for Suzanne Krispopovich. Hello. Hello? Hello. Uh, how's everyone tonight? Good? Just chilling out? <laughs> uh, at the end of last year, uh, in December, I found out I had to get a root canal. I needed to get a root canal. I'm turning 22 this year. I don't want these problems right now. It's very weird. But I got that work done. It's over with. I also had to get some cavities filled. And uh, it, it it's weird getting numbed by the dentist. Uh, and this is a new dentist for me. Before my old dentist, he was like in a very it, the place needed to be updated and he's actually retired now but he would like put this gel like nasty weird banana flavored goo on my gums and then like stab me like three times and uh but this dentist this new dentist she doesn't like do any of that she just jiggles my cheek as she's giving me the shot because apparently it like tricks the brain uh <laughs> I don't, like, she's just like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got that work done, and it was numb for, like, three hours after, like, four hours after my appointment, uh, but after I, I got out of the dentist, I, well, I had to rinse out my mouth first, you know, and it was so numb that when I, right when I put the water in my mouth and tried to close my mouth, it just, like, squirts out like I'm one of those, uh, statue fountains, like I'm a fish when, like, a perfect arc it was literally like something you see in math class <laughs> and uh i could not control it i kept trying over and over again i just gave up um after the appointment i had uh my new umbrella that is supposed to be wind resistant and you know that huge storm that was happening i was standing on the sidewalk waiting for a bus and all of a sudden, my a huge monster gust of wind just like it it comes out of nowhere, and my 
dome-shaped, see-through, retro style, I don't know, some long Amazon Prime name for this umbrella. It just like breaks, like a bowling ball landing on a wicker basket. It just like, pfft. it was so bad. And like, I, right when I do the stab thing, you know, the stab thing, you try to get your umbrella back into shape. Right when I got it back into, the sh into shape, another wind comes, so I have to like force it shut again before it flips out on me. Uh, I start seeing these other umbrellas. They look fine. They look smaller and flimsier. But uh, yeah, I just, I see the one with the slats so the wind can travel through. A lot of them say Edward Jones. Uh, so I guess you can like get them personalized with your name on it. <laughs> There's a lot of Edward Jones out there. Um, but yeah, I, I start thinking about different umbrellas. So my umbrella starts getting jealous. <laughs> so uh, I just, I close it up. I'm not even going to risk it. But the lesson from that is if you buy an umbrella, make sure it's more than $17. And also make sure it's not stuck in the past. This one had a retro design. It's not like, make umbrellas great, ag great again with the retro design. Anyways, um, talking about the forecast, I kind of look like I'm about to give you the forecast right now. Like there's a green screen that's supposed to be behind me, but it's not. I got a haircut in December. I, it was at right after I found out I had to get a root canal. So uh, I had been wanting to get this haircut for a while. Not this one. This was a surprise for me. Uh, but I was wanting to get a haircut. And I did that after my root canal. And I wanted enough to donate, but I didn't have enough. Uh, like the lady who cut my hair, she took her comb. And she was like, my comb is eight inches. Yours doesn't make the cut. It needs to be at least 10 inches. Is this how hairstylists uh, measure other things? like dicks, I don't know. But um, she measures it out and then she tells me I don't have enough, but she lays it out in front of me anyways. She like, as she's snipping away, she's like laying it out on the counter. So after she cuts all my hair, well, I asked her for bangs. Like I was like, I'm considering getting bangs. And she was like, no, no, no. <laughs> she, was, she told me in her sweet little old Asian lady voice, she was like, are you sure? Uh, if I give you bangs, you'll look like little girl. I don't see what the difference would be. Like, <laughs> when, when, I, when my ID gets checked normally, it's like a double screening process anyways. Like, I know 1997, I didn't live a full three years in the 90s. I'm like, the same age as your little sister, possibly your daughter. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get the bangs, she convinced me. I don't want to look any younger than I am. But yeah, she sent me home with my hair in a bag and I still have it. So please help me donate it. Please, I don't want this hair. That's all I have today. Thanks. <laughs> all right. We went to the same barber and I was gonna go for the same haircut. They took a little bit too much off. Our next comic coming up, uh, it's been a few months since I've seen you, so we'll see. Uh, please give it up. <laughs> I, just been, I've been, I disappeared for four months. Uh, please give it up to, for Tommy Feldman. How's everybody doing? Good? All right, I'll try a little, I got a new comedy format I wanna try out here. 
kind of poetry style, but not exactly. All right, these are rants. Ugh, I can't stand it when by Tommy Feldman. Ugh, I can't stand it when married people wish each other happy birthday publicly on Facebook. I don't know why they do this. They live in the same house. Why can't they just say happy birthday in person? Best I can tell is they're still trying to convince the in-laws. Uh, look, Ma, I know she's mean to you, but she's nice to me. See, she posted happy birthday on Facebook. Uh, but what these people are really saying, and they don't even realize it is, hey, everybody, guess what? We're both narcissists. Okay. Ugh, I can't stand it when tech billionaires don't donate to local hospitals. Okay, now, uh, Mark Zuckerberg knows this. He knows we can't hate on a guy who donated $75 million to San Francisco General. Now, what about all the other billionaires who don't have hospitals named after them? Is it the price tag? Because I'm pretty sure we could find something for cheaper, right? Like, uh, you know, $10 million for a small regional hospital. Or let's just say all they have is a million. An urgent care clinic, a pet hospital. I mean, we could find something for them. Um, <clears throat> Ugh, I can't stand it when middle-aged guys like me post on Facebook about their first pumpkin spice latte of the year from a Starbucks inside Target. This is a true story. Uh, first of all, two problems with this. First of all, the pumpkin spice latte fan club is for ladies, not guys. And the second issue is that Starbucks and Target Starbucks are not the same thing. We, we, we all agree with this? Uh, if any hope of coolness that you tried to gain by getting a, Starbucks, a latte at Starbucks is immediately and irrevocably canceled out by the fact that you're having at a Target. Uh, ugh, I can't stand it when my physician says perfect to everything I say because it's very unsettling. Uh, uh, so, Tommy, uh, does it still hurt when I move your arm like this? Uh, yeah, Doc, it feels like I'm being bitten by a bullet ant. Okay, perfect. Ugh, I can't stand it when a fellow white person says to me, dude, you are so white. Okay, look, we're both white, right? There's no, and there's no point system that black people are using to uh, measure us. Like, oh, you know, this guy uh, can rap and uh, this guy can dance. Oh, and that guy's wearing Jordans. No, no, no such point system. And even if there was a point system, you'd probably get points off for things like listening to 80s music, uh, driving a Prius, working in tech. And that would put you right back at zero where I am anyway. Okay. Uh, ugh, I can't stand it when you're on a road trip with your family and making good time when one of your kids says, Dad, I gotta go number two. Okay, so you, fr frantically, you get off at the next exit, you, you search for a restroom, and then when you finally get there, your kid says, sorry, Dad, false alarm, it was just a fart. Act this actually happened, so I used it as a story. Okay, um, <clears throat> ugh, I can't stand it when they call a bunch of buildings an office park. It is, okay, who do they think they're fooling? It's not, it's not a park, okay? There's no rides, there's no nature, it's just work, okay? And work is not fun, unless, you know, maybe you're a straight guy working at a gynecologist's office. Other than that, no, I don't see it. Uh, the same thing goes for science parks and technology parks. Okay, if they wanna call those parks, call them nerd parks. At least that's being honest. Okay, before I go, I got one other uh, bit here. So my daughter's 12, and like her dad, she thinks she's funny. And she wrote some jokes for me today, some one-liners. Would you guys like to hear some one-liners from a 12-year-old? All right, here we go. All right, uh, first is, what do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? Nacho cheese, but you gotta say it like this, nacho cheese. All right, you've heard that one. 
she said, she said, Daddy, you got to make it sassy, nacho cheese. What amusement park does Donald Trump like even more than Disneyland? Great America. What, what do you call it when a stand-up comedian, 12-year-old, from a mind of a 12-year-old, what do you call it when a stand-up comedian goes to the bathroom? Comic relief. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. I'm all, thank you. We may have found a future ghostwriter for us. Our next comic has not been here before. This is his first time in the room, so make sure you make him feel nice and welcome. Are you ready, Will? All right, give it up, you guys, for Will. Uh, hello. Um, my name is uh, Will Schwa. I don't actually know how many of you know what a schwa is but it's um it's a sound and it's uh it's represented in writing by like an upside down e and it sounds like eh and i gave myself this name at the age of 12 which should give you a sense for uh the trajectory of my self-esteem in high school it started low and it went it went way down um so uh, i i suffer from uh performance and social anxiety <laughs> and uh uh one one moment that comes to mind uh also at the age of 12 um was when i had to uh give a presentation on on tsunamis uh to my whole class and uh the whole time uh, i was sweating profusely and shaking at the knees and i was like you're welcome for the visual aid Um, so it was Christmas recently, um, but before I went home for the holidays, uh, I talked with a bunch of friends and we were reminiscing about, uh, the, this, the Santa Claus with, with Tim Allen. I don't know if y'all have seen that movie, but the premise of that movie is, is that Tim Allen inadvertently kills Santa Claus and through some twisted contract of Christmas, um, he becomes the next Santa Claus. And I was like, wow, if this were really true, uh, given the perils of the North Pole, uh, we'd have all had a polar bear Santa Claus by now. And um, as far as I know, we, we haven't had a Christmas where all anyone ever got in their stockings uh, were a bunch of dead seals. And there hasn't really been this culture and tradition of kids waking up uh, in the morning and being like, gee, dead seals again, I hate Christmas. And uh, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, I, th I, think, I think that movie is unrealistic, and I don't know what, why people watch it. Um, cool. So uh, <laughs> I, I was at the de dentist recently um, to, get a, to get a night guard, because, uh, uh, you know, to keep my teeth from moving. Uh, and my dentist was like, uh, do you clench or grind? I was like, yo, I clench and grind. And, uh, you know, I wiggle and shake, and I pop and lock, and uh, help, and lock. help me out. Uh, I catch up and, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I peanut butter and, yeah, that's right. Uh, I Pompeius Magnus and, 
that, that one's Julius Caesar. Uh, um, so I think they call that crowd work, and I also think it went pretty well. So thank you. Um, but I want to leave you with this. Recently, recently again, I've been busy lately. Uh, recently, I went to a poetry recital. I don't, I don't really, a poetry reading. I, I don't usually do this, but this one was fine. But what I noticed is that people were like super judgmental about other people getting up and leaving in the middle of the event. And I'm, I imagine that's just like, that just happens, right? And, and people are actually really inconsistent about it too. Like there's this group in front of me uh, and this one couple got up and left in between readings. I was like, that's a perfectly reasonable time to get up and leave. Uh, and this group was like, wow, so rude. Uh, and uh, then, then a member of this group got up and was like, talking with the other members of the group was like, sorry, I got to go. Uh, and as she was leaving, uh, the, the remaining members of the group were like talking amongst themselves and they were like, oh man, she has like a fancy party to go to. It was really nice of her to show up. And I was like, wow, this is a crazy double standard, but I guess I get it. Um, and I want to apply what I've learned. And it, it, it is this, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun, uh, but I have better things to do and I'll see you later. All witness, uh, watch you have your comedic cherry popped. Welcome. Yes. The first time I went up, I forgot half of what I was supposed to say, and I was speaking like 500 miles an hour. Yeah. So don't forget, you guys, when you guys come up, be sure to donate so we can keep the doors open. So yes, the scary thing about doing stand-up is the risk of seeing one of your exes in the audience. Yeah, I am totally okay running into my exes with my car, yeah. Which is why I was fired by Uber and strangely hired by Lyft. Now I still get nervous on stage, but a friend gave me tips to calm my nerves. She said, if you're nervous speaking in front of strangers, just imagine the audience as picturing you naked. I'm a little nervous right now. Can you guys take a few seconds? Just picture me naked. I feel better already. <laughs> now, as a, a little bit about me. I was a gifted child. My parents gave me away. It was more like a drop-off <laughs> at a church. Now, as a child, I went to church every Sunday. I was an altar boy. Most of my performances took place at the back of the church. I know people don't talk about this in public, but I have a microphone. Now, I know you're looking at me and wondering, is he, is he not? You're not quite sure what side of the fence I'm on. Your suspicions are correct. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> and I'm here to take your jobs. Porque todos ustedes son un montón de hijos de puta que no quieren trabajar. In English, that translates to, I'm so happy to be here. In case you're wondering, I am not part of MS-13. Now, Latino men don't get any credit for boosting the economy with our cologne purchases. You can smell a Latino from a block away, and you can smell him for two blocks after he left. 
We love cologne so much. We have a saying in Spanish, por si me besa, por si me abraza, por si se pasa. Translation, in case we kiss, in case we hug, in case we go too far. Have you met Latinos? We always go too far. I have enough cousins for two baseball teams. And I have 17 nieces and nephews. I am the only one in my family without children. I didn't want to worry about the baby weight, so I have my tubes tied. Yeah. Now before, I recently came out to my family as a comic. Originally I wanted to be a doctor. Now once people find out I'm a comic, they want me to tell jokes. And being that I am a people pleaser, I tell jokes. All of a sudden, everyone's a professional comic. They all have tips on how to tell jokes. I'm not falling for just a tip again. I'm not a gumball machine. You can't just put a quarter in me and I start telling jokes. However, I will accept $20 bills or sex as payment. Oh, by the way, no woman has taken me up on this offer. Women need to feel safe before they have sex with you, which is why I occasionally have sex with men. But, but I'm taking a break from straight men right now. They get a little too attached. Once they taste this home cooking, that chicken at home does not taste the same. All right, you guys, give it up for our next comic, Nick. over I like that um, uh, I don't know why I put my phone in my pocket uh, anybody in here know who Don King is yeah. okay good we got something we need to talk about so um, the other night I was watching something on Don King and um, I thought to myself how old is this motherfucker right you know so I did a little research and I, I grew up I'm an 80s baby. I grew up watching Don King behind Mike Tyson and all of his uh, media, uh, sh whatever, when he's talking to the media and shit. And so I did a little more research and uh, did anybody know what he w was doing before he was Mike Tyson's manager? Probably not, because you weren't fucking alive. He was Muhammad Ali's manager in the 60s with the same fucking haircut. Didn't look a day younger than 74. Does anybody know what he was doing before he was Muhammad Ali's manager in the 60s? One guy says he might know. He probably does know. He was serving, no, excuse me, served a life sentence for stomping a man to death. Look it up. It's the truth, 100% the truth. That makes him immortal, okay? <laughs> he has outlived every person who has ever lived and died. He is the real vampire in Brooklyn. I guarantee he sleeps upside down. Um, <clears throat> so the other day, I got my truck out the shop, right? Motherfucker's immaculate, right? I had gotten in a collision with, with this racist cop. You wanna know how that happened? Well, I'm about to fucking tell you. I got pulled over two weeks before that. He gave me and my son, who's black and Spanish, a ticket for having tinted skin. That's what it said on the ticket. So I was like, Oh, that's some fucking bullshit. My son was hurt. I said, all right, don't trip. I'm going to get this motherfucker right. Two weeks later, I catch this motherfucker slipping in the middle of an intersection and rammed his ass. Hey, that's why they call them accidents. 
It's just one point on your driving record. You pay a $500 deductible and you get a brand new fucking paint job. That shit's fucking clean. It's immaculate. It's like brand new. It's fucking great, right? Taught him a lesson. Um, <clears throat> I know I may look like a standoffish dude, you know, kind of tough exterior, hard to read, potentially violent. I am. Um, <laughs> however, that's only when I'm around people. I will go whole days speaking to no one other than my dog, Lou, and the only sounds that come out of my mouth are, Good morning, Lushan. Is that a poppy on my bed? How's your dick? Are you hungry? Do you want a boogie? Whole days. Um, <clears throat> so, recently I had a conversation with my buddy. He said, uh, he said he didn't grow up privileged. And I had to remind him that he grew up with a fucking food pantry in his home. His privilege was based in nutrition, okay? He had unlimited access to delicacies. He had the, the amenities of a child king, all right? I just thought that was kind of funny that he thought that. Um, <clears throat> oh, so my son uh, just went to his first high school dance the other day, right? Homecoming. And uh, so, you know, I get him all, you know, put the product in his hair, a little chapstick in his fifth pocket, you know, some cologne and shit. We pull up, I want to walk him in, but I'm like, fuck, but look, breathalyzing motherfuckers at the front door. All right, look, I'm sober. You go sneak around back, I'll distract the teacher. Right. I'm just kidding. He, he wasn't drunk. He actually has a really high tolerance. Um, <clears throat> my son loves to ask the strangest questions since the time he was, could talk. And uh, one of the first strange questions he asked me was, uh, he was like four. Daddy, what would you do if I died? And I remember like thinking, he really asked me that. I said, oh my God, well, what do you think I would do, bub? He said, I know, jump off a bridge so you can meet me? And I was like, yeah, of course, probably not. But now he walks in the room, eye to eye. This motherfucker looks like a, a small uh, Polynesian man. Looks me straight in the eye. For a million dollars, would you give a man oral pleasure? I'm like, for a million dollars? Of course. What the fuck kind of question is that? Right? I've been considered that. 500,000. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. 200,000. Okay, look. I, you can't lie to me. I know when you're lying to me, Dad. I'm like, okay, look. I'm thinking I have a $75 phone bill I don't know how to pay, and I don't want to play this game anymore. Um, <clears throat> so, anybody here do cocaine? Yeah? Cool. And um, I did a little bit of cocaine in between my meth use. And uh, I've come to realize it's a bullshit drug. It's just fucking weak, right? Does anybody here know what a hot rail is? No? No? Okay. Uh, a hot rail is uh, you get a glass tube about this long, right? And you get a plumber's torch and you heat the end of it until it's glowing hot fucking red. You chop down a line of crystal meth as long as you can. You put the cold end of that tube into your nose and you snort that line of crystal meth and liquid hot magma meth chunks go shooting into your nose, vaporize, turn into smoke and you blow out the biggest cloud of meth smoke you have ever seen and you jack off for a 72 hour stretch. 
Thanks, folks. That's what I got. I think your son was right. You are a liar. You blew me for free. I didn't pay you. Hey. It gets better. Uh, our next comic, I see him all the time, so I feel like I know him. Please give it up. A nice warm welcome for Cole Chapman. Hey, Sergio. Uh, well, I'll, I'll address some things about that last set, man. That was funny, man. <laughs> but I, thought, I liked the part where you were like... Uh, and you're like, I might seem standoffish, like after you kill, told us you killed a cop. But I thought that was like, I was like, yeah, seems pretty standoffish. I think, <laughs> probably. I don't know. I didn't know that about Don King though. He he actually was serving a life sentence, and then he got out. That's great. That's why they make. I always wondered why they serve like, like some people for really heinous crimes. They'll give you like multiple life sentences. That's why they got out, they got hoodwinked by Don King, and they're like, never again. Now we're gonna hit you with like 500 life sentences. Let's see you manage a boxer after this shit, huh? How about that? I like his, like, Frankenstein's bride hair. That's the shit. That's, oh, man, I love Don King. I didn't know he was a vampire, though. That's <laughs> good information. All right, let's talk about some stuff. Uh, you were talking about your uh, uh, your son going to a dance, man. I was just reminiscing about that, mostly because I like to get in arguments with my dad because he's old, right? He's a, he's in his 70s now. He's like a boomer, and uh, the reason I know he's old is because he likes to rag on millennials all the time for shit that they have no responsibility about, you know, this is the classic boomer stuff. They just get mad at you for something you had no control over. And he was like, all right, I guess you're this now. Uh, like, but here's the thing. He, um, <clears throat> he doesn't understand that we grew up in a really weird time. Us millennials, us young people, like really weird. And I tried to prove this to him. So, uh, this is what I did. I asked him, Hey, uh, Hey dad, could you tell me about your first kiss? And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I love, Oh, it was a great memory. It was back summer of 1959. Went over, asked my crush, Mary Sue. We went, you know, I was like, hey, you want to go to the park for a little bit? We go hang out. She was like, yeah, let's do it. So we went down to the park and we had a great day. We like pushed a hoop with a stick for like four and a half hours. Super fun, you know, having a great time. And then uh, we went down to the diner, shared malt, chocolate, delicious. After that, went back to the park. Sun was setting. It was beautiful. We kissed. It was awesome. It was beautiful. I was like, that's great, dad. He's like, well, tell me about yours. I was like, I was in the basement of a rec center. Uh... <laughs> While Lil John and the East Side Boys demanded I come repeatedly. Is this to make any? They got like mad when I didn't. They were like, skeet, 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 motherfucker. And I was like, ah, I can't. And then they continue, like, skeet, skeet, skeet. And then I still didn't. They're like, God damn it. Like, they really got into it. It was, it was crazy. And I was like, I don't know if, you, if you've uh, seen like middle school dances these days or like back when I was a kid, but like the only dance you do is grinding. Uh, and that's like a weird way to introduce some like a child to like sexual relations. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if you're familiar with grinding. It's just sexual assault to a beat. That's all it is. Like you just walk up to a girl and just like mount him and you're like, I hope you don't call the police. And then four minutes pass and then you're like, I guess we danced. Uh, and that's basically what grinding is. I was like, that is my... That was my child. He was like, well, do you remember her? I was like, no, I don't remember her, but her butt said juicy, so maybe that's a clue. You know what I mean? Like, one day we might meet up again. I'm like, ah, uh, you're the lady whose butt said juicy. I guess we have that memory shared forever. I don't know. It's weird. He, uh, he, he's old now, but I think uh, he complains a lot about being old, and I think that's a weird thing to do, because I think, uh, and this is a weird person to reference, but as R. Kelly once said, Angel ain't nothing but a number, am I right? Okay. <laughs> Here's the reason I say that. That's the one thing you could say about R. Kelly is redeemable because I don't think like not related to sex, right? Why do I even bring up R. Kelly? Let's well, made it weird. <laughs> but 
I believe that age is not about a number, dude. It's all about how you act. You're only as old as you act, right? And I think the biggest indicator of this is if you can use your phone and keep your mouth closed. If you can do that, you're young, dude. Don't worry about it. If you if you have to pick up your phone and your mouth, then you're old, dude. <laughs> I mean, like that's a, that's how it works. It's very quick. You don't realize it. It's very quick. I don't know. It's good stuff. I'm loving it. <laughs> people people use their phone too often. I kind of hate it. I think I'm kind of like an old soul in that way, where I'm like I want to like unplug and shit, right? Because it gets weird. Like people use their phone very inappropriate places, like at dinner. You know, you ever been uh, out at dinner? hanging out with a few friends, everyone's having a good time, you know, sitting there chatting, doing whatever. Someone's maybe getting to the climax of their story, everyone's really into it, and then out of nowhere, someone suddenly, from under the table, is like, ha and does one of these, and just like films everybody for a real quick second. You ever had this happen to you? And they post it on Instagram later, like, yeah, we were eating food. It's a weird thing. It's like, hey man, just wait for the picture afterwards. We can do a, we can do a group photo after. I don't need you to ambush me with a TMZ parking lot thing when I'm mouthful into a carnitas burrito i don't need that <laughs> you know you go post that online then everyone's gonna look at me like what the fuck happened to him i'm sitting there i don't need that wait for after i feel like a benihana onion volcano at that point you know what i mean like what why are you filming me right now <laughs> put that away this isn't a spectacle i'm just sitting there trying to enjoy my food in peace you asshole put that away <laughs> post it online having fun with my friends people are like why does he eat like a bastard like, i don't know <laughs> stepped in poop twice yesterday san francisco hello am i right <laughs> this shit sucked i i don't know dude i didn't get that close to check <laughs> i wasn't like <laughs> this was a human <laughs> in san francisco you could just assume <laughs> he's like yeah that's probably that's probably a human like like you you see it i mean it's all about size right you see a, a, a one that's like too big you're like the dog definitely didn't do that shit <laughs> if it did that is a big ass dog uh jesus christ i don't know i get into a lot of um i, I talk to my dad a lot mostly because again i said he's old and he's like trying to help me out around because like we were never really that close when we were young um or when i was young and uh so now that i'm single he's trying to give me advice and i had to you know track some ladies and he was like cool here's a little tip for you you listening i was like yeah he was like okay Here's the secret to women. I was like, ooh, tell me. He was like, the secret about women is it's not about what they know about you, okay? It's what they think about you. And I was like, oh, great. And he was like, problem is women think you're gay. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> but also, men think I'm gay too, all right? <laughs> Gender's got nothing to do with this, dad. That's bullshit. All right, guys, give it up for Sergio. All right, fair warning, Cole. I'm going to do boomerang. Ready? <laughs> Wave. I should do something. Ah, there you go. I'll post this at the Mutiny Radio page. <laughs> it's just a little quick video that just repeats itself. So if I do this, it'll just do this over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Pam just got aroused by that. <laughs> she loves social media. She loves social media. <laughs> Someone else is coming in. Hey there. Oh, you're up next. No, kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, the list is right over there. Cool. Excellent. Look, uh, you'll see what it is, Pam. I will tag Mutiny Radio, and then you'll get notified, and then you'll see what a boomerang is. Mutiny. Cool. I just found out my best friend is pregnant. Yeah. 
Unfortunately for her, I only have wooden hangers. It's okay, she's keeping the baby this time. Yeah. She called to invite me to her baby shower, and at that time I had two thoughts. One, why are you being mean to me? And two, what does one wear to a baby shower? As you can imagine, I don't attend many baby showers. I call that 800 number where you can have your na name taken off the list. All right, our next comic is here all the time. Uh, please give it up. Give her a nice warm welcome. She runs Meet Me Radio. She makes it all happen. Please give it up for Pam Benjamin. Yay, me. No, I'm actually, uh, I'm not, I wasn't, that wasn't excited that you read on my face. That was disgust. My boyfriend does it too. He thinks I hate sex and I'm like, that's just my face. <laughs> that's just what I look like. I'm sorry I don't look excited enough or whatever. I don't know, or my excitement like, looks like disgust or uh, opposite either way. Uh, I just came back from Arkansas recently and they had, I was doing some stand-up comedy. They had really large audiences and I mean, the audiences were actually about the same number that are here, but they were just really large. Like they, they are twice the size as people. They sit in like two chairs. They are big, fat people. I had no idea it was real. They have breakfast gravy. That's a thing. Yeah, it's chocolate syrupy gravy. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't thought of that in California yet. It just, it's so unbelievable to me. Uh, the irony. Uh, it's, I, feel like, I feel like things aren't loud enough. I should turn that up. Anyways, I'm sound designing myself right now. I did come back from uh, that, but you brought up the poop. I actually dry heaved. I dry heaved in my mouth a little bit there when you, I was like, oh, oh. like I actually, I, I had a visceral reaction. No, that was, it was almost like poetry. You know, like when you go to a poetry event and you expect to be bored and then you like feel something and you're like, oh, it was like that. It was, but in the joke way, like, whoa, it was, it felt. Awesome. I actually, I, I nanny small children and I play a game with them when we walk around the tenderloin together. Uh, when we see a pile on the ground, I yell, man or beast, man or beast. <laughs> and together we find out what, it's a fun game. You should play it, Cole, next time you check out that poop stuff. I, the, the rain was crazy. A tree actually fell down in front of my house. And um, that, was, that was a lot of fun. I'm just, I'm just glad I don't have a car. Uh, but anyways, the tree, the tree fell down and everyone was just stay, like, there was a whole group of people and still nothing's happened. It hasn't moved. It's been like two days and the tree's still there. I'm like, how come if someone puts a dirty, disgusting, like mattress, piss soaked mattress on the street that disappears, that's gone. But the tree, the tree is there for two days. Like what's wrong, San Francisco? <laughs> like where are your priorities? There's a tree. It's blocking like a bunch of parking spaces. But that, but the this mattress. I do have new jokes. I was thinking at Christmas time, I wanted to develop something new. You ever got a Fitbit this year, or maybe that's old. I don't know. You got to track your Fitbit. You walk, and I thought, like, why aren't these little devices that we're putting on our bodies? Why aren't they collecting energy, right? Like, when I wear my backpack, my shirt rides up. That's energy. Can we harness that energy? Like, there's got to be. There's something happening. So I thought, well. What if we made a device that we could stick, um, you know, in my uterus, like a tiny oven, like a little easy bake oven, like a, I could have a bun in the oven and it would just be one little bun and like I could use my own yeast. And when I walked, I could use like the, like my legs walking would be like kneading the dough, right? I'd be kneading and be like, I'd be like my own little bread machine and then I could bing, 
like popping fresh dough on the bus. Wouldn't that be fun? Like the smell of freshly baked bread on the 22. Why not? You know, I'm excited. I feel like I should be using my body the way God intended, you know, like I actually, I can't wait to go through menopause. Uh, I just, I've never used my uterus in that way. And when I go through menopause, I want to get a tattoo sort of to commemorate its disuse of a, a tiny skeleton kitten, kitten, a kitten, a skeleton kitten, like a baby kitten all curled up like, I just want to birth a kitten, sharp little teeth. You know, I, I, I have, my kitten's getting older now, um, but I am so amazed by cats. They are the strongest, most amazing animals. They have eight babies from their uterine horn and then all those little monsters have teeth and they suck on their nipples all at the same time cat moms no one else is amazed by the fucking cat they have the sharpest little teeth and the teeth ah! i smoke a lot of weed <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise I, I usually think i'm the smartest person alive when i do this and, and I, I did, I came up with an idea. Um, I've never had a baby, but I've always wanted to lactate. I've always wanted to make breast milk um, because I want to save the vegans. I feel like I could, I could make cheese out of my breast milk. And the beauty is that I smoke and imbibe so much marijuana that I think I can make TH cheese. Like, and I can save the vegans. It's a meltable cheese that's 100% consent-based milk. Like, you can totally, it's okay. Because vegans will breastfeed their children. So I figured if it's consent-based milk, we should be fine. It'll be great. I, I, I got so high the other day, I forgot how my own shower worked. Has that ever <laughs> happened to you? I've been living there for 11 years, and I feel like I'm airbnb in my own home. What the fuck is this cat litter on the ground? I'm paying good money for this place. <laughs> oh, wait, it's, it's my, I'm high again. That's fun. I do, I love, I love smoking weed. Uh, I, I, lately, I've been watching Netflix because um, that's how I know I'm alive. No, that's, no, it's because you, any ideas that I have that I, like, I got all, all off my rocker and started, like, I'm like, male circumcision, his choice, his decision. And then they made a move documentary out of it. And I'm like, see, it's real. And then I'm like, feminism, I tell jokes. And then they made a movie. It says feminism. What the hell were they thinking? I'm like, see, it's real. It's real. It's Netflix. It, that's how I know it's how it shapes everything. And so they had this one documentary thing about 16-year-old girls in Arkansas jail, right? And they're underage or whatever, and they're there for their weeks. And they ask them, "What's the first thing you're gonna do when you get home?" And like nine out of ten of them were said, "I'm gonna shave these disgusting legs. I am so grossed out. I'm like, you've been in jail for months, and the first thing you're gonna do when you get home is satisfy the male gaze." What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, right? Like that's the first they take out of time, but the first thing you're gonna do. No one else you you shave your legs? Yeah. I I don't I'm just so lazy. I don't give a fuck. Do you shave your you shave? You shave. Do you think it's gross? I have the leg I have the leg hair of a twelve year old boy. And I think it's I'm so proud of it. I was like stroking it today. I was like, it's so soft and long. Like I'm not even a lesbian. I'm just lazy. Like that's the other. I, the the thing is, I didn't. I I didn't wear makeup. I haven't worn makeup for a long time. And I was like, oh, I'm a feminist. I don't wear makeup. And then um, some friends gave me a bunch of makeup for Christmas because someone gave them stuff on there. And I was like, eyeliner is eighteen dollars. I know why I wasn't wearing makeup. It's not because I'm a feminist. It's because I'm poor. What the fuck? 
Why does it cost? You better look. If you have $100 of product in your face, you better look fucking good. Like, what the fuck? I, I just, I can't. I'm like, where's the guarantee with the ma- I'm not, I'm not wearing it right now because, again, laziness. It's like, I just don't understand why. That's the thing that I want feminism to be. I want it to be like true equality. Like, everyone with this Me Too movement, blah, 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 they're like, oh, they've been doing this and they've been doing that. I say in feminism, we get to do it back. I want to objectify men. I want to cat call in the street. I want to, I say, let's just make it equal. Men are never going to stop objectifying women. We just, as women, should objectify men. I say, if you're in your 40s, date a 26-year-old. Back in the day, they'd be like, oh, the madman, and they're just dating the 26-year-old women. Well, we can do it too now. Equality is awesome. Take advantage of young men in their 20s. Fuck yeah. Isn't that what being, that is a, I'd say people call me a bad feminist, and I'm like, oh, man, I want fucking equality. I want to see PG-13, you haven't lit me yet, and you should light me. That's just crazy. I was like, this has been longer than five minutes. Yeah, I, so I want some I, I want some equality. If you look at PG-13 movies, they show 180% side boob, but you just cover the nipple, and then you can do it. You know, show the butt, and they'll show 180% side boob. But I say side scrote for equality, right? So, like, we can see... So the balls are cupped, right? And, like, the dick is hard and sort of out of the picture or whatever. And then we get to see this, like, long, veiny, spidery... So imagine Nick Cage is coming out of a pool, and it's a Martin Scorsese film, and he's coming out of the pool, and the sun is is draining. It's beautiful. It's in this... And you see this incredible, like, stained glass side scrote. I'm so excited for the future. Equality, <laughs> equality now, you guys. Side scroll for equality. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Sergio, for hosting this. Yay! Pam, I know you're not a fan of Instagram, but there is an Instagram page that gives you exactly that. What? Sideball. Someone's taking pictures of their nuts, and there's like whatever scene you're in the background, and you see the nuts hanging. So now you'll like Instagram a little bit more. So Pam, your bread that you'd be making, is it gluten-free? <laughs> no way, I love gluten. Yeah, so I don't eat bread. <laughs> and also you said you would have a tattoo of a kitty. It would be a full-grown cat. Come on, not a kitty. <laughs> and I don't wear makeup either, just in case you guys were wondering. Excellent. Our next comic, I've never seen you before. Have you been here before? Oh, okay, it's just me. Whoopsie. Please give it up. Give him a nice warm welcome. Murad. Am I white? It's a real point of debate in my family. We can't really tell, because on one hand, we're North African. That doesn't sound very white. But on the other hand, white people had to start somewhere. We're all from Africa, after all. Yeah, somebody was up here, just got laid off. Did he leave? I think he left. I, uh, I wasn't laid off. I was fired. Uh, I tell people I was laid off because it feels better, but I was, I was definitely fired. Um, and people say, well, I mean, Murad, you have to uh, fail uh, to succeed. You have to fail and then try again. And to those people, I say, what are you, stupid? What if you just kept succeeding? That seems like a way better strategy. Like, we don't ever say that to firefighters. Like, if your house was on fire and then firefighters came and your house burned down, you wouldn't say, you'll get them next time. You'd say, man, I wish you would have just succeeded right now. Like... I think LeBron James has just always been really, really good at basketball. I don't think anybody's ever going to fire LeBron for not being a culture fit. 
and I know what you're saying, Murad, we can't all be like LeBron. Sure, sure, that's true. Uh, but apparently some of us can. I would have liked to be more like him than less like him. But I think that kid's going to make it. I think he has potential. Um, yeah, so I got fired from a video game public relations firm, which is a fancy way of saying I filled out spreadsheets about Pikachu for a living. Um, one of the documents I had to update the most was Pokemon-related crimes, uh, which happens quite a bit. There's some, like, people will risk hard time for uh, shiny cardboard and plastic, just doing, like, Ocean's Eleven shit to steal as much cards as they can. But mainly, um, Pokemon Go fans are also fans of stabbing other Pokemon Go fans. It's like uh, Mother Nature's uh, system of population control. Yeah. So when I had a job, I had two commute options in the morning. I could either get on a sardine can full of old savages going across a highway with no seatbelt, or I could get on a uh, eight mile per hour train full of human suffering and misery. I tended to choose the train because I could sit down, you know. Um, and then uh, one time I got on, and this homeless guy got on, and we rode together for quite a bit, like an hour. We we went across the whole city, um, and we went through this intersection and a different homeless guy ran right in the front of the uh, right in front of the train nearly got clipped it was super scary and i saw the homeless guy that i'd been riding with get up look out the window and just go god damn it chris <laughs> we were across the city but apparently he still recognized him it was just like classic chris <laughs> nearly getting hit by the end <laughs> just another tuesday um, somebody was talking about cocaine uh, I also have tried cocaine, um, which surprises some people because I look like a very, very mature eighth grader. Uh, but yeah, um, I've done a lot of drugs, and so I thought I had some like background, like, oh, this probably won't be too crazy. I've done a lot of stuff. Um, but it, 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 I wasn't quite prepared for it. I was expecting something like a body high or like maybe becoming a well-dressed stockbroker like Tony Montana. Uh, you don't. Instead, uh, a bump of cocaine feels exactly like you just bought something fucking rad on Amazon. Uh, like one little bumps, like maybe you got yourself a video game. That's a nice little treat. You're going to have fun later. A couple more bumps. Now you're in noise canceling headphone territory. Now your life's tangibly improved. Your commute's going to get better. You're going to seize the day. Your morning's going to start out right. But a full line, like a fat line. Now you went ahead and just bought yourself an exercise bike. Now you're going you're gonna to take 2019. It's going to be the year. It's going to be the year of Murad. Uh, and then you come down uh, real hard. It's not my cup of drugs, personally, because the come down is literally just depression. It's not like a headache or anything like that. It's just like, wow, I had a really great night out, and I want to end it all. Uh, I had a great time, and if uh, the Lord could take me right now. Uh, I think we've all noticed a... Uh, well, a lot of us, anyway, have noticed a disturbing upward trend in gamer girl porn. I don't know about you, uh, but when I go pornin', uh, shared interests and common hobbies aren't really at the top of my list of what gets my motor running. Um, you don't really see many other hobbies represented in pornography. Like, you don't see, like, MILF gets banged in her woodworking studio, or co-ed gets nailed bookmarking Instant Pot recipes, or interracial book club gangbang number five. But uh, I think we as a nation are uh, losing our capacity for subtlety. 
Um, some would point to our toxic political climate or social media. I wouldn't point to either of those things. That's not my exhibit A. My exhibit A is uh, cunt wars. Um, for those wondering what cunt wars is, it's an internet game what has naked ladies in it. Um, I just like to think, I, I can't tell if the marketing team behind that game uh, had a poor grasp on the English language or a masterful one. Uh, I just like to picture the boardroom meeting. All right, guys, we need a name that communicates what our game's all about. Sex, warfare, and strategy. Any ideas? How about the lover's battle? All right, that's pretty creative. We want something maybe a little raunchier, get those clicks. How about you? How about... Wars of passion, uh, it's good, but we need those clicks. And then a shadowy figure in the back of the boardroom just slowly raises their hand and goes, yeah, cunt wars. <laughs> cunt wars, is that gonna get clicks, Jessica? All right, cunt wars, yeah, I'll tell the dev team. I think the problem with that fantasy is that anybody named Jessica was involved in any capacity whatsoever. I think cunt wars probably suffered from a distinct lack of Jessica's. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think my time is up. Thank you. Bye, uh, Cole. <laughs> Our next comic is here all the way from San Jose. Uh, I met her last week for the first time and I told her this was happening today. We bonded over having hairy chests. <laughs> Please give it up for Amira Camel. What up, guys? Um, any Arabs in the house other than myself? Any Arabs? Seriously? Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. I was fucking, I was hoping that my fucking car wouldn't get towed because I was parked illegally. And that, that's how paranoid I am. Well, it only takes one of us. To tell a joke, you guys. To tell a joke. I totally went over your head. Whatever. Anyway, that fucking joke killed like two nights ago, but whatever, fuck it. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I know you guys are probably dying to know my ethnicity. I am half Palestinian, one quarter Lebanese and one quarter Greek. That's why they still make them like that, believe it or not. We're just like the fucking Mexicans. All we do is like fucking breed and reproduce like roaches. So um, yeah, and I can get away with saying that too. I really don't give a fuck. Um, so I'm just gonna be working on new material tonight. So um, lately, I've been getting criticized by a male comic for telling too many dick jokes. And I was like telling him like, dude, but dicks are funny. I mean, look at you, you're for looking and you're a dick. <laughs> that joke finally kinda landed. I've been trying to work on, on that delivery because I'm, I'm also very hella animated and like hella dry because I have like two different, you know, two different ways of like delivering my material. So I like that joke bombed so many times. I'm like, okay, how the fuck am I going to deliver this joke? Because it's really, really funny, you know? And I was like, okay, I'll just do, I'll just do the, the dry delivery. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to keep that joke. Um, so I'm dating this new guy and uh, we were getting ready to go on a date one night and I'm in the bathroom curling my hair, right? And I'm looking like, I'm looking good. I mean... You know, I had, you know, I had this really nice olive green dress on, super tight green dress on showing off my figure. And, uh, and he comes in and I'm like, he's like, do you have anything else to wear? And I'm all, excuse me? Dude, I was speechless. 
I gave him like the look of death. Does anybody know what the look of death is? You're Egyptian, you know. You know what the fucking look of death is. I'm like, really? You want me to do what? <laughs> like my inner, my, I'm, I sort of got to, I'm turning into my mom, okay? I'm turning into my fucking mother. I'm like, really? You want to know if I have another dress, really? You're lucky if that I don't have this curling on, I will, t- I will fucking turn into a suppository, okay? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, that really actually happened. I almost wanted to shove it up, up his ass. Yeah, and we've been only been dating for a month, so there you go. Um, let's see here. What else do I want to work on? Um, so I have four jobs, and one of them is I'm a Disney princess. I work as a Disney princess. Yeah, I know. He's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> He's like, how you doing? <laughs> so I... Uh, <laughs> Yes, I snort. Yes, I fucking snort. And I know you know how many times people have thought I actually do it, do it on purpose to get attention. I don't. It real. I really, really like naturally snort. It just comes out. I can't. I fucking control it. So, I um. Now th- there, there's two things that I get with this job. Okay, a paycheck, and fucking working working with these little kids is like free birth control, bro. All right, and so the um. My, just bear with me. I'm trying to memorize a joke without looking at my notes. Okay, so I'm I'm I was dressed, I was dressed up as Ariel. Okay, do I look like a do I look like someone who who would look like fucking Ariel? Really, really? I'm hella Arab, dude. I'm hella fucking hairy and I'm dark and I'm you know just like like really really olive skin, you know. So here I am trying to pull off the fucking Ariel look, right? And the, literally like the only character I, I would pass for is like Jasmine. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you can, you can all like attest to that. You can all agree that I, I, would, I would totally pass for Jasmine. So I'm, the, the birthday girl is, I'm, I'm done singing and reading. The birthday girl literally goes up to me. She goes, are you done yet? When are you going to leave? In front of everybody. I went up to her and I, and I, and I whisper near her and I'm, I'm all, Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my mind, you little fucking shithead. I swear to God, dude, if I have kids, I swear to God, dude, I don't want to have kids, and I'm not a feminist, but hey, with all due respect to the feminists, if I ever had kids, which I don't want to have kids, but if, if I ever do, I would be a drill sergeant, bro, okay, because I'm Arab. You know what I'm talking about. Our parents, all they do is beat our asses, bro, okay? Like, I swear to God. Okay, I'm going to keep that joke. Cool. Um, so one of, my, one of my other jobs, so I have four jobs other than doing comedy. I, I model, a free, I do freelance modeling. I do DoorDash, unfortunately. But surprisingly, I actually get a lot of material from doing DoorDash. So I, I received this message. I don't know, does, does anybody else do DoorDash other than myself? Am I the only lucky bitch that, does, that, that actually has the, the, the guts to say that and admit that I, do, that I do DoorDash? Okay, I'm the only one. So I received this message, and it said, please make sure the burgers are well done. I'm like, bitch, do I look like a fucking chef to you? Really? <laughs> And I'm, okay, I'm trying to, still I'm trying to memorize this bit. Um, so I, uh, I actually saved, I saved, the, I saved the direction, the instructions. And so I went up to, I, I show up to her, to her, uh, her house and happened to be a white lady. I'm like, fucking white people. Only white people will say something like that. And, and I said to her, and she actually had the audacity to ask me that. She's like, are the burgers well done? And I'm all, yes, ma'am, they're well done. Um, I'm, I actually took a bite of it, and it's, and it's very juicy and tender. I'm like, I'm, I'm so glad I could be a service to you. I said, by the way, your, your fries are a little salty. Sorry. And th- thank you. That's my time.
when you said you were a Disney character, I thought you were going to say Jafar. I was like, that's my favorite character. <laughs> By the way, I was Princess Jasmine, okay? So calm down. I don't think you have to worry about having children. I think we're good. Yeah. I think you nailed that one, yeah. All right, you guys, our next comic, please give it up for him, Luke Newman. You have my children. All right. That was a little bit too forward. I'm sorry. Very creepy. I was, I was trying to be funny. It was more. It was more creepy than funny. I was going for at least 51% funny, 49 creepy, but got the ratios wrong on that one. All right, I'm I'm broke as fuck. I got I got 40. I got a dollar 40. I'm gonna throw in here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Where's my fucking dollar? There we go. All right. There we go. All right, now I feel good about myself. Who knew it only costs a dollar and 40 cents to not kill yourself? All right. <laughs> I got a bunch of shit that I think is funny that uh, you guys are going to judge right now. You guys let me know if it's funny or not by your laughter. Or if you're not the laughing type, you could just tell me, hey, that's funny. <laughs> or, or you could just tell me, hey, that's not funny. You could do that also. Because if, you, if you're not going to laugh, but you think it's funny, you should say something. <laughs> because the, otherwise, I, I think, you know, I'm going to think you don't think it's funny. But if I think, yeah, okay. You guys know, you guys know how it works. Where are we at? Okay, here we go. All right. This is, I'm trying to be more professional. So if somebody told me, read read your jokes off your note application on your phone. That's. All right. Uh, anybody got coworkers? <laughs> Who has coworkers? <laughs> Fucking coworkers. All right. Always on some bullshit. I came into work the other day at four in the morning. This motherfucker was playing some like dubstep uh, techno shit. You know what I'm saying? Some of that shit is like high, it's like high, fast tempo. Sounds like a fucking dial up modem to a rhythm. I was like, turn this shit off. It's four in the fucking morning. Fucking coworkers. All right, so that was that, that, that did all right. Um, We'll work on it. Uh, oh, and then my other coworker, he was like, he said he was like, I got OCD. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, how does that manifest itself? I work in the kitchen. I was like, how does that manifest itself? Because it certainly doesn't manifest itself in uh, you know through getting the dishes done. <laughs> certainly, OCD is compartmentalized into some shit that has nothing to do with the dishes. Apparently, you know what I'm saying. And then, uh, yeah, where, where was I? Oh, yeah. Set up a segue there into my OCD. I got OCD. Uh, but I also uh, suffer from a depression, so it cancels. Cance they cancel each other out. You know what I mean? Because I'll be sitting there, I'll see, I look at a couch, I'll see a pillow slightly askew. I'll be like, oh, man, I, 
I need to make that right, you know, but then I'll be like, what's the point, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, know, you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, you guys believe in Bigfoot? He's real, man. He's fucking real. Let me tell you, I saw him going into a fucking Pete's Coffee the other day. So you guys, that's, that's, see that's, see you guys don't even, Pete's Coffee uh, was started in, in the Northwest, in Bigfoot country. See, you guys aren't, you guys aren't ready <laughs> for the references. You guys aren't fucking ready. No, but he's real, man. I got a friend that uh, works for, works at uh, Pay Less Shoes. And a Bigfoot went in there the other day because you know he's unemployed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bigfoot going to a job interview. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write that. That. So I, don't know. I was trying to, uh, you know, riff a little bit, but it's not ready for that. But uh, yeah, this motherfucker told me he's fucking size nine. He got big feet at all. It's full of shit. Bigfoot. I don't know. Anyway. Probably got a little dick. That's why he's hiding in the fucking forest. Out of shame. I don't know. Like I said, this is all brand new shit. Oh yeah, I got a friend. He was telling me about his friend. He was like, yeah, my friend, he's a dog person. I was like, what? A, 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 a dog person that's that's crazy oh you guys heard that the tongue twister sally sells seashells down by the seashore oh man i fucking i fucking had to practice this joke in front of the mirror uh, it's a tongue twister all right you don't want to fuck that premise up um yeah what a what a what a cunt sally is are you guys offended by the C word? Uh, me. What a bitch. Are you guys offended by that? Uh, what a uh, bad businesswoman. Does that work? Is that politically correct? I don't know. This bitch down by the, the seashore selling seashells. What the fuck? Who the fuck is goes down to the, the fucking seashore? Who's down there buying seashells off of Sally? Who the fuck just go to the beach? They're fucking lying around everywhere. Bad business model. I don't know. Sally's on some shiesty shit down by the seashore. Anyway, what else? Quickly, quickly, quickly. What else? I got a, I got a, uh, an idea for a, the name of a porn website. Uh, I'm gonna call it Netflix. Okay. All right. And uh, working on producing a uh, porn film, uh, you know, two two on one action, uh, biblical themed. I'm gonna call it the, the Second Coming. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Back to your host. The funniest joke he had was the one about you having a job. I'm like, no one believes he's had a job. Come on. Alrighty, bye, Dean. No, Dean, right? Dean, yeah. Yes, I got it. Good, I'm terrible with names. Ride safely. Great, you broke it, Pam. You broke it. 
All right, you guys. Our next comic I saw him perform at Punchline, and he had me cracking up. So hopefully he'll do the same here tonight. Please give it up for Ian Levy. Um, I have uh, I have some friends from Germany, and they always get uh, very angry when you bring up the stereotype that German people don't have a good sense of humor. They always get very they're like ah oh, we have a good and, and I just think if you are German, uh, there are worse things you could be known for. There's like worse, you know. If if I was German, I would double down on it. I would just be like, yeah, we don't have a sense of humor. That is what we are known for, and nothing else. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, who are the who are the Nazis? Oh, they were a German improv troupe. Not funny at all. It's, that's my thought. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe that's too specific. <laughs> they get so mad. They're like, we have a sense of humor. We have a sense of humor. And you're like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man, I I don't like uh, companies using social movements for advertisements. Have you guys followed? This is happening more and more where companies are just slapping their brand on like movements and it doesn't even make sense. Like you'll see online something that'll be like hashtag me too, but I'm loving it. And you're like, what the fuck is, what the fuck is that shit? That doesn't make any sense. Or, you know, there'll be other ones like black lives matter, taste the rainbow. And you're like, I don't, that's, I I think it just bugs me because the companies don't care. They just want money, right? Like, they would be on the other side if they thought they could make more money. You know, you'd see ads that would be like, racism, just do it. You know, and stuff like that or, or you know, the patriarchy, it's finger licking good. And you know, I just think, this is, this is true. Did you know that the same company uh, that owns Dove, the same parent company that owns Dove Body Wash also owns Axe Body Spray? And I don't know if you know, but so Dove's slogan, just to show their, their values, Dove's slogan uh, is you're more beautiful than you think. Uh, and Axe's slogan is fuck bitches. Right? <laughs> and I just think if they were more honest, they would put them together. And, you know, there'd, there'd be an ad for like Axe is like fuck bitches who are more beautiful than you think. You know, it's... It just doesn't, I don't know, those morals don't seem to align perfectly. Maybe I'm crazy. Is that, am I crazy? Maybe a little bit. C commercials ruin everything. Remember twerking? Twerking used to be fun. Twerking was like a fun, it was like, you know, people could do it, whether you did it ironically or to feel sexually empowered or whatever your reason was. People used to twerk. And then recently, like, I saw, a, I saw an ad for Carl's Jr. where construction workers were twerking. And now when I see twerking, I just think of chalky French fries. It's just like the same thing's gonna happen with social movements. You know, someone will be like, "Hey, man, we gotta save the polar bears." And it's like, man, you sound just like a Coca-Cola ad. That's it's a risk we run. I think ghosting's wrong. I think it's wrong to ghost people. Has anyone ever ghosted anyone here? No, maybe not. Do you guys know ghosting? It's, you know, where you don't respond to someone's text. I think ghosting's wrong, and yet every single day, I ghost my mother like she is constantly texting me and i'm like mom i don't have time to respond to your texts i'm trying to message uh these women i hardly know like that's what i'm it's it's too much and my mom i feel like there's like a hard ghost and a soft ghost like a soft ghost is like if someone just tries once like you message someone once and then just don't hear back from them but my mom is like really determined so she'll text me and then she'll email me and then instant message me and it's just 
it's a lot. I guess that's more venting than joke, really. That's more. She she started getting sarcastic. She sent me an email the other day that all it said was "Remember me?" question <laughs> mark. I was like, ah, uh, oh, making me feel bad. But still, I, I still will fall for your emotional traps. Not texting back. <laughs> gotcha. Oh man. I every time someone has ever introduced, every time I've been told I'd get along with someone. Uh, they're always really weird. Is it, like they're never just a normal. Like I have friends who are like, oh, you gotta, you gotta meet Steve. Steve reminds me exactly of you. You're gonna hit it off with Steve. You're gonna love Steve. Uh, and then I meet Steve, and he's always like, my elbows taste like ham. And I'm like, I don't. That doesn't. That's what you see of me, Mr. Lunchable Limbs. Like, come on. I don't have some more value to you as a person. I don't. I don't know. I. I was, I was a friend of mine was giving me some dating advice recently uh, and he said uh, the, the two most important things you can do when talking to women uh, are be confident and be yourself. And I was like, well, you're going to have to pick one. Okay. Because that's just not, I'm just not missed. Like my id, my inner self is just kind of like walk up to it going like, hi, <laughs> like that's no. Okay. Just, <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, yeah, I think those are, those are most of the, the dumb thoughts I wanted to say. Okay. That's been my time. Thank you very much. All right. Oh, tell me how many of you guys know someone who's really hot and you would totally have sex with them, but you know, you can't because they're a relative. Okay, how about this? How many of you have gone out, gotten drunk, taken someone home, only to wake, turn around, and realize it's a relative? <laughs> Pretty awkward, especially for grandpa. But it was a hot time in a cool town that night. Now we have one more person, but are you on the list? Oh, Kevin? Yep. Oh, Wood? Wong. Wong. Oh, all right, you guys, we have, one, we have one more comic for you guys. Please give it up for Kevin Wong. I just made it. Keep it going for Pam for keeping this alive, right? Yeah, I remember when I started here, this, this has always been here for me. So thank you. Thank you for letting us do this. It means a lot. Um, hello, welcome. No idea what we're doing here, do we, huh? I, uh, did you guys see that PG&E filed for bankruptcy? What? Yeah. They're actually going to turn the lights off on themselves now, right? That's, that's kind of a dumb deal. What else did I see? I saw that Netflix went up an extra dollar. Did you guys see that? Netflix is going up an extra dollar. So for an extra dollar, you get to Netflix and chill. Or for a dollar less, you can just chill. That's it, right? <laughs> Don't have to watch Netflix. What else? I see a lot of things. I saw, <laughs> I saw that, that Sears is now closed. Sears is closed. And I was like, how am I going to get into the malls now? You know, that, that was my interest. Like, nobody parked there. I had an appointment at Lens Crafters that I'm going to have to reschedule. I don't even know why I'm upset. Like, I haven't even shopped at Sears in like 15 years. It's been a very long time since I shopped at Sears. It's kind of like being a Raider fan, right? It's like, you know, they're gone now, so now we get upset. I don't know. This is, it's rough, but um, not much going on. 
Sears is closed. Yeah, I, I, 15 years or so. I'm 41, turned 41. Yeah. This is the way I look. This is, the way I look. This is why I believe Asians are a lot like Muppets, you know? We may look funny, but we don't age. It's kind of a thing. There's things that I should not do anymore. I don't feel like at 41, I shouldn't do stuff. Like, I, I can't go, yo, bro. I don't, I don't have confidence to tell people, bro. I don't want to read a yo, bro. Or, hey, man, I don't want to do that. I don't, I shouldn't be taking selfies. I should not be taking, I, so the, the secret formula to taking a good selfie is vanity and not having friends. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. Should not be wearing hoodies. That's another one. I should not be doing that. I'm just getting way too old. Don't know what's going on. Um, ever, ever mistaken a scooter for a homeless person? Ever do that? I was having such an issue, like I was walking down the street and I saw something laying on the ground. I was like, no, nope, I got to go on the other side. I don't want to be harassed. I was like, oh, that's a scooter. That was a scooter. I was like, well, do you think that they would let me ride them for 10 cents a mile? Because that's the only way I would do it. Not that big of a deal, but yeah, it's they're pretty aggressive. I don't know what's going on with them. Don't know what's going on. So the uh, we have a government shutdown, right? 28 days. Because they want a wall. They want a wall. They want $5.7 billion for a wall, which is dumb because it's like it's a, pre, it's a prehistoric wall. Everybody's going underneath or going over. It's not, it's dumb. I think that they should actually build something that Republicans can't get over, like, uh, you know, like Hillary's emails and having a black president. All right. That was dumb. That was dumb. Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53 is going on. So they announced the uh, the act, the, the halftime act. It's going to be Maroon 5 and Outcast. So for 12 minutes, they're going to try to cram their songs together so you can get stuff like moves like Miss Jackson, right? <laughs> moves like Miss Jackson and uh, so fresh and so clean, clean. That's Sunday morning. <laughs> you guys want to give it up for Jamie Close? She's she's the girl that that was kidnapped like four months ago. Jamie Close is a 13-year-old that got kidnapped. Well, the guy came to the house, shot both parents. Then the guy grabbed the girl, and she disappeared for four months in, in Wisconsin. So what happened was she escaped. The guy trapped her underneath her bed, and she escaped. She got out, and she's like, where am I? It's 70 miles away. So she just ruined a Dateline episode for, for us. But Did I just scare everybody with Jamie Close? <laughs> They're like, who is Jamie Close? Yeah, she's a 13-year-old. She just got away. She got away from R. Kelly. She. <laughs> remember when we used to call R. Kelly Michael Jackson? You know, it's just uncles. I don't know. That was dumb. My uh, I, my MacBook died. My MacBook died. There was no signs. There were no glitches or anything. It just went, your secrets are safe with me. It just went, uh, and it just died. I was upset. I didn't know what to do. So I took it to the Genius store, and they were like, here's the thing. It's going to be 1200 bucks to fix this. It's 1200 bucks. It's... 500 for a motherboard, 700 for a cracked screen. I go, why can't I push on the M key? They, they went, it's a fingernail clipping. That's free. You just do that yourself. Remove the fingernail clipping. So they go, it's going to be 1200 bucks. You could buy, get, pay 1200 or you could get a new one because it's going to be obsolete in six months. Nope, we're not going to do this anymore. So I had a hookup. I talked to my friend. She goes, I'll, I'll help you out. Since I work there, I'll give you a little bit of discount. So the thing was still a million dollars. And so she's trying to build the computer with me over the phone. She's like, what do you need? Do you need retina? Do you need this? And then she goes, what's the main purpose of your laptop? And I was like, 
to watch videos. <laughs> She's like, what kind of videos? And I was like, high performance videos. That's the main reason. So anyway, <laughs> so she goes, call, let them know because we don't want you to have a, a big deal. So I go to the mall. This is the week of, of, of Christmas. And they had a guy babysit me. He was pretty much on top of me. I like to say what nationality is, but he doesn't understand personal space. So he's on top of me. Every time I take a step back, he kind of came a little bit closer. He knew so much about me because he was just like, I knew so much about him. And I was like, I was pretty much up against this wall. So I, I kissed him. <laughs> I kissed him. <laughs> and he backed away and I went home and watched videos. So that's all I did. That was my, my uh, Christmas. All right. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep the show going. How much time do you have, Pam? Five minutes, four minutes, through six minutes, six. Do you guys want to try coming up and give it a go? Huh? You remember what you had? You want to? Oh, you've done. All right. Oh, that's okay. Are you sure? You sure? Come on. We're not going to bite unless you ask us to. Since you're researching comedy, they're trying to figure. They wanted to see what comedy was about. They're gonna, they're gonna go home and like take some medication or drugs now. <laughs> oh, got it. It was the same thing with me and sex. Yeah. I, turns out relatives don't count. <laughs> That's what my uncle said. <laughs> so yeah, anyone else want to try again? I wonder why. Anyone? Okay, let's see. Let me see. What can I tell you? I, re I finally gave in and signed up for online dating. Yes, I held out for as long as I could. There are so many options now. There's Match, Grinder, the Sex Offender Registry. I was really excited when I got my first match. But at the same time, I was really nervous to go on my first online date. You wouldn't know it by looking at me right now, but I'm one of those weird people who needs help at a department store. I'm one of those gays who can't decorate, do hair, or makeup. And I can barely dress myself. But my clothes always look good on your bedroom floor. <laughs> she says, I, take, I take long breaks between relationships, mainly because I have to wait for the rash to clear. It took me a bit longer this last time because I don't have insurance. But I have friends in tech. They have insurance, so I took their penicillin. Which means I am now rash-free and ready to date. Yes, and I have dated both men and women, and it is safe to say women can have sex with whomever they want. We men have sex with whatever we can. And no, I'm not hating on men when I say that. I like straight men. I told you, I like them so much, I occasionally have sex with them. They're really easy to please. Bad sex for a straight man is like having a cup of noodle for dinner. It's okay. Either way, they'll get filled. He's one. <laughs> um, I'm always surprised by the amount of crap that women put up with from men. Your average straight male would suffer in the gay community. You think six inches is big? You better be talking girth. Six inches means nothing to a gay man. But men have a delusional self-confidence that makes someone like Donald Trump think he can be president. Typical male. Takes a job with no prior history of success. This is the same approach men take when it comes to sexually satisfying a woman. They think they'll be naturally good at it. 
which means he'll never find the little man on the boat. She'll ultimately step in and guide him, but she won't get any credit for it. He's going to tell all his friends how he made her come. How many times have you heard a guy say, oh, I know I'm good in bed. Guys, there are some titles you cannot give yourself. <laughs> Others have to give them to you. And surprisingly enough, once I had sex with a man and a woman, I understood women so much more. Like somehow women made sense. So I will help all the straight guys in this audience. I will have sex with each of you. <laughs> Don't worry, just because you have sex with another man does not make you gay. Also, just because you have sex with another man doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it. Just ask most women. <laughs> They'll tell you. I think that's it. <laughs> I'm trying to see what else I can come up with. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we've got, there's an open mic here on Mondays. There's a show coming up uh, at 8 o'clock on Fridays. Uh, Pamtastic Club Comedy Clubhouse. So that happens every Friday. Pam will also be performing at my birthday party. She's going to be, um, we're doing 20 comics, three drag queens. Um, so if you're available. Uh, again, if you're on Instagram, Mutiny Radio F FM, SF, follow us, and then you'll see all the posts. Uh, thank you guys for being here, and welcome. Hopefully you'll come back again. Uh, and that's it. All right, you guys, thank you. on a raft without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play and Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media. M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter. Podcast, MOV Podcast is our handle. 
Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 
25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer, and Subliminal SF. Just corporate uh, what are they called? Promos. But they give the money for it. Like there's an actual Twitter bird that's part of the just corporate uh Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sport, 